If you Google Kim Amaro, aside from Facebook posts from friends and family, the odd newspaper article, you'll find her listed as an endangered runaway on Canada's Missing Persons website. I don't know if Kim Amaro is an endangered runaway. I don't think anyone can confirm that. I just know that someone has to help these people. Give them some peace. It's not fair. I'm Jamie Splude, and this is Finding Kim Amaro. Thank you for tuning in to Finding Kim Amaro, Episode 6, The Update. My name is Jamie Splude, and whether you're watching this or you're listening to this on the podcast, I appreciate you joining us on this journey. You'll have to forgive the way I look today. We've been uh, pushing cars out of the ditch and... Um, laying grit and sand and all kinds of weather-related things today, so we're not uh, we're not dolled up at all today, but I did want to stop in um, and just to report what we do have uh, for you and, and a little bit of news that we do have for you. When I started this, I didn't want to do an episode unless I had something, you know, really, you know, one thing that was, you know, really a subject that needed to be shared, but in this episode, I've got a lot of little things that I want to share, and I feel like the community um, needs to know everything we learn, and I feel like we need to share everything we learn because th the community has um, grabbed this case and really ran with it. And there's a lot of little research, little researchers out there that are sending us valuable information daily, almost. And so I wanted to come on here and share any information that I didn't have to update you with. Um, so that's what we're going to do today. But first, I wanted to—I uh, want to thank uh, CTV and CBC. Um, you know, they interviewed the Ameros, they interviewed us, and they really got um, some some national attention to Kim's case. Um, from here to Vancouver, Vancouver, we've been receiving emails from people. Um, a lot of emails we have been receiving are of Jane Doe's, and we have been able to verify that none of them are Kim. Um, we have checked with Ed. And actually, Ed did let us in on a little information. So if you are one of those wonderful people that are sending us pictures of these Jane Doe's to help identify Kim, um, Kim had a almost like a Dr. Spock little pointy thing at the back of her ear. Ed had the same, or Ed has the same one. So Kim has one, just a little point. So if you are looking at these Jane Doe pictures and you do notice that little point on the back of her ear, please, please send that picture along. Um, and keep the pictures coming because you never know, you know. Um, sometimes you gotta look through a thousand to get to, you know, to get the answer. So, uh, and we're willing to fact check and look at every single one. So please keep that coming because that's amazing. Um, we did have a wonderful family create us this incredible map of the property. Uh, we all know the property in question. Um, I did an episode on it and then I redid an episode on it out of respect for the family that own it. Um, and the, the map, if you take this map they created, um, and everything that Jane and Dylan have been able to tell us about the tape and everything that Ed and the, the Amaro family and Tammy have been able to tell us about this tape, we all kind of at once pointed at this one location and said, if she is here, that's where she should, that's where she is if she's there. And we, we kind of sent our thoughts to Ed. Ed agreed. Um, unfortunately and fortunately, I'll say the, f the good news first. The good news is it's not on that property. Um, and we do have permission to use shovels to dig there come spring. Um, the bad news is we do have to wait till spring because 
the only easy access way um, to this property is going across the no man's land now, the, the you know no trespassing property. The hard way um, requires spring weather. So we definitely are going to head in there and dig in that spot um, as soon as the weather lets up. So that will be a future episode for sure. Um, it's tough. You don't know whether to, you know, cross your fingers that she's there that we can find her and bring her home or cross your fingers that she's not there. You know, it's a, whew, it's, you know, it's an emotional hope that you have knowing that you're going to, you know, be digging, looking for Kim. But we all do feel that if she is on that property, she's at this one location based on, you know, we haven't heard the tapes ourselves, but based on the information we've been given, um, it does just seem to make sense. So that place hasn't been dug and it will be dug. So that's something we're going to look after. And, and I want to thank that family that gave us the map. Now, they did give us a little bit of an update, an update that we can't fact check and we can't verify. So forgive me if this is um, not entirely correct. But we have been told that the trailer on the property has been torn down and burned. And there's another trailer up there now. Um, we weren't able to fact check if that happened before or if that happened now. But the language that was used made it sound like that's a now thing, which just, you know, thickens the plot on this property um, and deepens the mystery of this property. I, you know, I feel bad for any innocent parties that are owners of this property, but I do feel like, you know, putting up no trespassing signs and trail cams all over this property, knowing that it's just a good hearted community that's looking for, you know, a young missing girl. Um, yeah, I feel like that's kind of putting your own foot in your mouth saying, you know, you can't come on here and you can't look at this property and without, you know, I don't know, it just makes it look bad to me. Um, if you were open arms and went, you know, dig away and, you know, what what do you think? And, you know, or, you know what, we're going to schedule a day where you can all come on the on one day so that you're not traipsing all over my property day after day after day. Um, even that would be great. You know, just giving us one solid day where we can all go and we can, you know, our... Um, our metal detectors, you know, can, can go crazy and our ground surveyors can go crazy and, you know, our diggers can go crazy just like one day and we put the property all back. Um, that would be amazing, but that's not what we're offered um, or have been offered. We, you know, we've just been completely shut out. So we're unable to verify that that trailer has been um, torn down and burned. Uh, but that is what we're being told about that property. So um, we're going to, you know, we're going to head up there in the spring and, and see what we can find. Unfortunately, we can't share that map with you um, because it does have identifying markers on it of who sent it to us and they want to remain anonymous and that's great. That's absolutely fine with us, um, but that map is available if we ever do get you know, that day to be on that property. Um, we will definitely share it. Something I did want to mention um, that has you know, just been such a blessing to um, the FKA camp and the search for uh, Kim Amaro, back in October, we started receiving emails from this gentleman um, who has really amazing lineage research skills. So he he gave us the lineage of um, Randy's family. He gave us the lineage of the family who owned that property, the families around it. Um, he had topographical maps that he was able to deliver. Um, he really went gangbusters with it. But he went a little further than just that. And I mean, and the information he did give us was amazing. It was some, some of it which we had already seen and we already knew and some, you know, we did learn some things. Um, but when we requested um, this tape from the police, we were denied, obviously. We sent Chief John Bates personal emails um, as well, pleading with him, and he didn't even answer us. So I thought, well, that's not really, you know, community spirit there for you. Um, but whatever. It is what it is. You don't want to talk. You don't want to talk. That's, you know, par for the course in this case. Um, 
but this gentleman, you know, we, where we had to kind of take the professional route and take no for an answer, um, he didn't. So he did a request for the tape, got turned down and went, no, I'm not taking no for an answer. Um, and he furthered his efforts in court, um, was denied and, and keeps pounding away at it. He is definitely not taking no for an answer. He has become friendly with the Ameros and together with the Ameros, he is now, you know, headed back and I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm crossing my fingers and my toes that he, you know, that he's able to, um, to get this tape because, you know, I, I get, I get the standpoint I guess, from the opposing side saying, you know, releasing this tape could compromise the investigation. Could it, though? Is it going to? Or, you know, or releasing this tape could, you know, make the creator of the tape, Randy, um, you know, it could defamate his character. But he made the tape for, for public listening. He left it in the woods. You know, if he wanted it to be private, he never would have shared it with anybody. So I see their point, but I don't think it's a valid one, and I don't think it's a strong one, and I don't see the harm in releasing it. I mean, you've had this case to yourself for how many years and, and, you know, and have gotten absolutely nowhere with it. So, you know, maybe let us try as a community. We're really pulling together for Kim and um, we're gathering information. We're finding out new things. The police didn't even know about Michael Wayne McGray until we brought it up. So, you know, we're trying and, you know, we're, we're banging our head against the wall. We can't get Michael Wayne McGray to talk. We can't, you know, get the owners of the property to allow us on. We can't get Randy to talk, you know. So, you know, we're trying everything we can, and there's this little, you know, piece of evidence that could possibly find Kim, and we want a copy of it. And so this gentleman, this fan of the documentary who is now friendly with the Ameros, they are not resting till they get this tape, which is amazing. So stay tuned to that for an upcoming episode because I fully believe if anyone's going to get a copy, it's these gentlemen. So um, that's going to be an amazing episode and hopefully it's going to lead us directly to Kim. We've also been sent a lot of copies of letters that have been written to Michael Wayne McGray. A lot of people have taken it upon themselves um, to write to Michael Wayne McGray, to plead with him to speak to us about this case. Um, I'm not sure if I reported in, in an earlier episode um, that he did agree to speak about the case if he was flown to St. John. I don't know if he wants a vacation. He has nothing to say. Um, or I don't know if he's like, yeah, I'll get out of prison for, you know, a couple of weeks and have nothing to say or tell them what they want to hear or whatever and then I'll go back but at least it's fresh air at least it's outside and it's somewhere new so I don't know I don't know his reasoning behind that um, and I'm not sure if I've told you that before but that is the case that he is willing to speak um, to the police if he's flown here and that's I think a budget issue at this point but um, a lot of people have sent him letters pleading with him to speak about the case and he is remaining tight tight-lipped um, so that's unfortunate no one can get a correspondence going with him. I wish that somebody could, um, but nobody seems to be able to get him to speak about uh, the Kim Amaro case. Now, we have had some fan theories saying, you know, what if Randy and, and uh, Mike Way McGray were friends? And what if they were? Um, you know, what if they uh, took her together? Or, you know, or what if Mike Way McGray took her and ran into Randy or vice versa or something? We don't know because the only two people that do know aren't talking. Um, we have met with Rand Randy, wrote to him, emailed him, met with him again. We have you know, pretty much put a permanent dent in his front door from our knocking and he will speak to us about the weather. He will speak to us about the state of St. John, but he will not, um, he will not talk to us about Kim Amaro. I think it's a chapter of his life he's refusing to remember. I don't know if it's out of fear um, or sadness or guilt, but in my mind, if you're not guilty, you know, if an entire city is pointing to you for uh, committing a heinous crime and you didn't do it, um, you think you would want to defend yourself either confidentia uh, confidentially 
um, through email with us or on camera or on a mic you want you would want to get that message out there that you aren't responsible and that's not what he's doing so um, I don't know where to go from there with him he just absolutely won't speak to us about it letter after letter and door knock after door knock he's not talking and he is uh, has no intentions of speaking about it at all so and he's an old man he uh, you know, is aging before our eyes every time we see him. And that's unfortunate because I feel like, you know, maybe he's going to take the secret to the grave. And I really hope that he doesn't. And I really hope that he, you know, responds to s something, um, responds to us somehow. And, um, you know, let's just put this to rest. It's not fair. You know, he has a daughter. He would want to know where she is, I'm sure. Um, you know, it's just, it's not fair. So we uh, were told by him that he um, said everything he had to say in the tape. Um, of course, the tape that no one's heard or listened to. We actually asked him for a copy. <laughs> Didn't get anywhere. <laughs> uh. So I guess where I'm getting at is I wish, I wish the police would work with the community a little bit more because this community has shared so many leads and we've got so many stories about, hey, way back then there was this creepy guy and he lived two doors down and he used to invite kids into his house or just, you know, strange things like that. And we've, we've investigated them all. We haven't been able to find a connection with Kim with any of them. Um, but, you know, we, we're, we're constantly on it and, and everyone in the community is constantly on it. So you think the police would want to work with us instead of against us, um, you know, to feed off each other and maybe bounce some ideas off each other. But... Again, that's not happening. So police aren't talking. Michael Wayne McGrain's not talking. And Randy's not talking. So um, it's a little deflating. But I have all the faith in the world that our next episode is going to be about that tape. Um, so that's what we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to getting that information out there. So I guess this, this episode is just a little bit of an update. We do have a location if Kim is on that property that we believe that she's on. Um, and we just want to let you know that we are working just as hard as you. We've had a lot of inquiries of whether or not um, we'd be willing to um, take on other cases and in investigate other missing people um, or investigate other murder cases that haven't been solved. And I'm really torn with that, the idea of that. This was for Kim. This was for the Amero family. Um, we didn't expect to make jobs out of it or, you know, reoccurring ser series out of it. But um, some of the letters we've received are heartbreaking. We received a letter from a woman um, who didn't walk her sister home from school one day because she wanted to walk home with a boy. And um, her sister hasn't been seen since. Um, that was 15 I believe years ago she said or 20 years ago and there's just been no information so you know sort of like a Kim Amaro type um, situation so I feel bad for these people and feel like we could help them or um, you know at least bring some awareness there but we're not done here yet so we don't want to take on new cases um, as of yet we're, we don't want to stop until Kim is found and you know a lot of people think that that's you know an impossible mission and you know we've had some people say like at what point do you give up and the answer is we don't you don't give up. You know, this is where a community, we, we're not leaving the Ameros behind. Um, we're not letting this go because it's hard. We're not quitting because we're not getting anywhere. Um, you know, really, if you think about it, we're no further ahead than the day we started um, because we knew that Kim went to the exhibition what has never been seen or heard from since. That's all we knew. And really, that's all we know now. Um, but we've been able to grow this case. We've had, you know, we have this gentleman who is incredibly impeccable at lineage. Um, we've been able to contact a lot more people because of him. Um, we've been drawn this hand-drawn map from a gentleman who is incredibly familiar with the property that really helped us to pinpoint an exact location almost all the same time we all went here. If she's anywhere, she's here. You know, so please don't stop um, searching and, and don't, don't give up um, because, you know, at what point do we give up? We don't. 
is the answer. And I don't think anyone in this community should. Um, and I really firmly wholeheartedly believe that our next episode is going to be that tape. And I feel that that tape's going to blow it wide open. And I feel like that tape is going to take us directly to Kim. But we are still going to knock on Randy's door and we're still going to write him a million letters and we're still going to email him and we're still going to message him on Facebook. Um, because we're offering him an opportunity to A, clear his name, or B, tell the story. And um, both of those things are important, uh, no matter which one of those things it is. So um, we're hoping that if he's watching, and I don't know if he is, um, that he will either confidentially or or publicly um, tell his story. Now, I just want to, on a side note, um, I bought a desk for on Kijiji and uh, eons ago, and um, it has this like fake drawer at the front and we were moving it because my family is moving. And um, it was very strange because when you move the desk, you could hear something rolling around in it. So it turns out that there was like a fake plate on the front of a drawer. And when we opened it, we found wedding photos and uh, a couple of other items um, belonging to a gentleman named Earl Scott. And the only thing we can find right now is that he's in a nursing home. So if you know Earl Scott or know which nursing home he's in, please get in touch. Um, because we have his wedding photos, and so that's probably something that he wants. That's completely off topic, but we haven't been able to find him, and we feel like that's important to return. I'm going to leave you here. Um, please keep all of the information that you're sending us uh, coming, um, and hopefully next episode um, we're going to have something amazing to tell you. We just wanted to update you because your research is just as important as ours, and we wanted to make sure that you had all the information that we had. So thank you again for tuning in to Chapter 6 um, of Finding Kim Amaro, The Update. Uh, we wish you well, and um, we uh, it's been four months since we put out an episode, which is a crazy amount of time, but we've just been gathering and gathering information and, um, and trying to make sense of it all, and hopefully, um, I, I, I still feel like the day we started, I uh, still feel like we're going to find Kim. So um, thank you for your assistance in this. I think together as a community, we are absolutely going to get there. And hopefully it will not be another four months before the next episode. Hopefully it's just a matter of weeks. And hopefully we have that tape or we have some communi uh, communication with Randy. 